nice to catch up with you uh, during this midweek meeting as usual. And uh, thank God he's bigger and we can still meet via these media. Hallelujah. Today we have Brother Sharat with us helping with translation. Thank you so much. We are blessed. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Thank you, Father, for your tender mercies, your loving kindnesses. Oh, faithful God, you began this good work in us. You are faithful. You are working in us. You are making sure that it comes to pass. All the good stuff that you planned, all the great purposes that you planned, you are working in us to bring these things to pass, Father. We trust you. We call every need met, every oak destroyed, every burden removed. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, we worship you. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, samata labila katakama sante rabaya. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, your plans are good, Lord. Good plans to give your people a future and a hope. To bring your people into that expected end. Hallelujah. You're the one that's working. You are working in us, working with us. We give you thanks that you are greater than whatever is out there. We worship you, Father. We bless you, Lord. You top it all. You always bigger, bigger than whatever the world and the enemy can bring. We give you praise. We give you thanks that you cause victory to break forth in every situation, every circumstance. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. You paid for it, precious Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. And you are Lord. You are master. Thank you, Lord. Sovereign Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. You are the greater one. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We lift you up. We honor you. Hallelujah. Be exalted. Be glorified. Thank you, Holy One. Thank you, Abba Father. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Praise you for your goodness. Praise you for who you are and what you're doing. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, faithful God, we bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know, whatever is going on out there, God's bigger than all of that. And so, He's the God who's greater and bigger no matter what it looks like, no matter what you're experiencing, no matter what it seems like, God is always bigger than that. And He can make sure that the world gets His attention, that He brings what He has planned to pass. If the world and the enemy can do this, God can do much better and can do much greater, and He's going to do greater than this. Hallelujah. <laughs> I believe that. I really do. And so he, he's not the author of confusion or destruction. He's the author of peace. Hallelujah. And so an expected end, fulfillment of his good, kind heart and goodness towards man. 
we expect that he's going to use his people in this day and hour for greater things to come to pass. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You know, I would like you to just consider that we were studying something about exceeding great and precious promises the other day over in Second Peter. And uh, God has made sure that everything for life and godliness are given to us by these exceeding great and precious promises. And we escape the corruption that's in the world by these same promises. So the world, through its lust and its own desire, selfish motives, brings all these kinds of things. But through the promises of God, we escape the corruption, the destruction that's in the world. And I'm so glad that God has not changed. Hallelujah. You know, um, the Bible declares in Luke, the 16th chapter and the 17th verse, that it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one of his words to fail. We'll hear that verse in Canada, Luke 16 and verse 17. You see that kind of statement there is is amazing. It's easier for heaven and earth to pass away, completely just disappear, than for one of his words to fail. So we are dealing with a God who can talk like that. He's the creator God. He's the ultimate hero boss the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he can talk like that. And we are his sons. We are his family on the earth. And so, don't you worry. The heaven and earth has not yet passed away. But it's easier for heaven and earth to pass away, notice that, rather than one of his words to fail. So, the word of God is going to remain. It cannot pass away. It will endure forever. Hallelujah. So, that's why we choose to build our lives on that solid foundation, that unshakable rock, you know, and those who trust in him will not be put to shame. The righteous shall not be moved, shall not be moved forever. You know, the 112th Psalm talks about the house and the dwelling and the heart of the righteous man and that his heart is fixed trusting in the Lord and that the righteous is not, never moved. He is never moved He's in an immovable situation. Thank God that your righteousness is based on unshakable realities. And so the promises to the righteous are a sure guarantee. Hallelujah. So keep thinking on the promises of God as you ponder your life during these days. Build your heart upon the grace in the promises of God. And those promises are sure and they are guaranteed. For instance, if you remember in uh, Ephesians, the sixth chapter, there's a promise over with a commandment from the Old Testament where it says that if you honor your parents and you value them in the Lord and you treat them properly in the Lord and you support them in the Lord, it says it will be well with you and you will live long on the earth. How do you like that? It doesn't say... That, oh, it will only work if there's no virus. It doesn't say any other condition. He says if you treat your parents well, if you honor them in the Lord, 
If you take care of them, guess what will happen? You will live long and it will be well. Your life will be different from everybody else's. That's how God talks. It's not based on, uh, you know, conditions of weather or the atmosphere or some newfound lying thing out there. You know, haha, God's bigger than all that. And he said this long time ago, and he brought it into the New Testament, meaning that his thoughts are the same. And so his heart is the same and his promise is the same. Therefore, you don't have to be moved by all these things. You do what he says. You act on the promises of God, on the truth of God's word. And you should be seeing the results that God promised. No matter what's going on out there. No matter what the news and uh, the world out there would like you to believe. That's not your problem. You don't have to be moved by it. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. So, um, don't forget, it's easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one of his words to fail. It's much easier. That means rather than one little word in God's thoughts and plans for you failing, the earth would rather just quit. The heavens would pass away. And as long as the earth is still here, ha, 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 you have more assurance. And I'm telling you, assurance goes beyond all that, that even if these things do not exist anymore, that's not your problem. Hallelujah. God is bigger than all of that and he's thought about you a long time ago before the world began and he has paid the price to make sure you reach the very end. He who began a good work in you, he's faithful, he's working, he's performing it until the day that Jesus Christ comes and you go home in glory. He's working. So thank God that he's God and... Uh, the attention is the whole problem. Our minds get bombarded. Our attention gets taken. You know, the mind is what it's all about. And we know the importance of it. If the world knows, well, praise God. But we who know that are supposed to fill our minds with the good report, with the good news. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. If it's not from God's will and God's word, don't magnify it. Don't talk too much about it. Demand that your thoughts be filled with God and His promises. You may have to make some noise to yourself about it. You may have to say the same verses over and over a couple of times so that your own mind is still hushed before God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, as we were reading in Second Peter 1, um, the third verse, as His divine power has bestowed, I'm reading Amplified today, upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of Him who has called us by and to His own glory and excellence and virtue. Hallelujah. Notice that you're called to His own glory, His own excellence, His own virtue. Amen. Eventually, you know, we will enjoy glory on the earth but notice that we are called finally to His glory. And so that must be your destination. Ultimately, you want to go home and have the glory that the Father has for you, kept for you before time began. In your Father's house, there are many mansions. And He's been preparing a place for you long, long time ago now. Almost 2,000 years have passed. I'm telling you, sometimes you see a building, they hang some big 
uh, drapes on them and a signboard that says renovation in progress and maybe a month or two later they open it and it looks brilliant and you wonder is this the same place imagine God almighty renovating and fabricating your home for you over the past 2000 years how do you think that place is going to be ha 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 glory to God amen so we have a promise here to escape from the corruption decay rottenness that's in the world and actually enjoy glory down here enjoy heaven on earth amen you know the lord's prayer says there that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven god wants you to have heaven here and then come home to the actual heaven amen so your home and your situation no matter what the earth is saying no matter what people are saying you're supposed to have heavenly times Amen. You're called to that. Eventually you're going home to glory, but we can enjoy glory, we can enjoy heaven down here. Amen. And it's by these precious promises. Praise God. Exceedingly great and precious promises. Amen. Let's hear verse 3 in Canada, please. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, his own glory, his own virtue is our final target. And we must have heaven. Jesus paid for it, for us to have in our own confines, around our house, our own family, the work of our hands, whatever concerns us, we can enforce heaven should be present. Heaven should manifest for us. Amen. And so uh, take the promises of God according as his divine power has given them to us. The divine power, God's own life, God's own power has given us these promises. So you could say that the power of God, the nature of God is available in his word, in his promises to his people. Notice if we act on certain promises, it is well with you, you will live long on the earth. So, you know, I, I make it a point to uh, always make sure I try my best to uh, keep in touch with my parents and honor them as much as scripturally possible. Because A, well, you know, we, we know they are parents, and B, it's God's will. So don't forget, these things will improve your life. If this is God's way of thinking then he's, in quote, old-fashioned, because he, he wants parents to be honored, he wants them to be taken care of, and um, God has this value system, see? So it doesn't matter what the fashion out there is, this is going to make you live long. Notice there are values and promises that they go together. This is his heart, this is his thinking, his nature, the divine nature is like this. And so uh, when you act on those kind of thoughts and you act on that kind of promise, there's a value-based power that comes into your life that becomes well. It is well with you and you live long on the earth. Isn't that interesting? Whether there's uh, economy problems there or um, dangerous, in quote, diseases out there, that does not affect your life. Isn't that amazing? So 
God's nature and His desire is made available to us through His word and promises, and they transcend all these external conditions. Amen. Uh, let's go off to Second Corinthians and observe there, um, close to the end, verse 17 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. That's the 17th verse. The 18th says, While we look not at the things which are seen. See, so there are tribulations, afflictions, or problems out there in this world. Uh, and he says it's just for a moment. And compared to the exceeding eternal weight of glory, it's just momentary. Can we hear this in Canada, please? Verse 17. Second Corinthians yeah, 417. Notice that there's two sides uh, for the scale, let's say light affliction on the left side and on the right hand side. Uh, great weight of glory, you know. So we have to now uh, start valuing everything like that. Light afflictions or feelings, pains or whatever it is down here. Then on the other hand, you've got this weight of glory, uh, eternal weight of glory, and everything has to be weighed like that. So he notices there that he had to use the word light affliction. And the reason why it is light is because we don't consider certain things. We don't pay attention to certain things. Our focus is not on these things. Verse 18 says, While we look not at the things which are seen. Notice that. But at the things which are not seen. See, so our attention and the main bulk of our focus and thinking is not on what we are seeing out there. And that's why it's like a very brief and a light affliction. Because our attention and our focus and our uh, aim is not on those things. Amen? So while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So this is how we, we observe the balancing act out there. Or if we weigh them in the scales on one side, is what you see, what you feel, uh, the bombardment of the media and the news and stuff like that. And on the other hand is the eternal realms where there's glory, there's God's own nature, God's own enjoyment. And uh, we have the choice to actually not look and focus on these temporal things. Um, that's going to be our main suffering in these times, to, to focus our thinking back on the eternal the glory realms, the promise and the nature of God, uh, that's where we'll have to keep, you know, uh, focusing. We may have to set our affection. We may have to keep bringing our thoughts back there over and over, back to the promises of God. And then you will find out that the affliction was light and momentary, and it was nothing to be compared with the weight of glory. It was exceeding weight of glory on one hand, compared to these very light, momentary, afflictions. Hallelujah. 
that's how God wants us to operate. And so we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are as he is in this present world, you know. And it is his will that we are delivered from the present evil world. And the way we do it is by paying attention to what he has said rather than whatever is out there in the media and what is trying to get your um, thoughts and affections. Amen. So let's hear verse 18 in Kannada, please. Amen. I like the way it's plainly written in Kannada, Salpakalam and Sadakalam. So, you know, it's as simple as that. There are some things that are temporary, temporal, they're going to pass. They're not permanent. Notice that. It is temporary. It's going to pass. Those light afflictions, those momentary things, they are going to pass. But the word of God is permanent. The word of God is eternal. And our eyes, in other words, our senses have to be tuned to spend time pondering and thinking and putting weight upon the eternal. Hallelujah. Isn't it nice to know that these other things are temporal? Hallelujah. Temporary. They're passing away. Hallelujah. So, um, don't, don't forget, you see, the promises of God are an expression of divine nature, and they carry with it the result of cooperating with his thinking, with his nature. And it is always going to give length of days. It's always going to produce a good life for you. And it shall be well, length of days, riches, honor. You know, it shall be well with you. That's... Uh, the result of choosing to do it God's way. And so we're going to do it God's way. We are here uh, as people who have said Jesus is our Lord. And we are not our Lords. Jesus is our Lord. And we have given him the throne. And the greater one is enthroned in our spirits today. And we have decided to follow him. And we've decided to accept his thinking. His way is the best. Hallelujah. And his plans are good, not evil to give a future and a hope. And he wants you to know that this thing is not from him. Whatever you see out there is not from God. It's not from him at all. This is, you know, the earth and man and the enemy cooperating together. And um, these are those days of um, pains, just like childbirth. And they, they will be increasing. Um, sad to say, the earth is winding down I know some parts of the earth look beautiful and great, but I'm glad that it's on a time limit and it's ticking off. Hallelujah. You know, um, I'm grateful for the Greek scholars. I'm not a Greek scholar myself, but um, it's nice to hear what the scholars have to say, you know, every now and then, because the Bible is written in, in these... Uh, different languages, you know, in Hebrew and Greek. The New Testament is in Greek, so a scoop from the Greek scholars. My wife was telling with me, telling me, you know, we discuss every now and then issues, and she was telling me what a certain Greek scholar said from 1 Corinthians 15, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, we'll pick it up again in uh, 1 Corinthians, but it's from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And he says there that we should not be as those who have no hope. 
Verse 14, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Then he goes on to say, uh, verse 15, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, notice it's by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. So, you know, um, interesting uh, lines of scripture which are tremendous. They are our glory story, how we're going home, how Jesus is going to take us one of these days. And it talks about how he's coming in the heavens and then the dead in Christ shall rise up first. And then we that are alive and remain. You know, if you just read it, it says, We that are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Can we hear this in Canada, please? Verse 15 of uh, 1 Thessalonians 4. Now, Kartana Matina Adaradinda, Yamagi Hiru Dinandere, Kartanu Protectiona Gorege, Jeeva Dindirua now. Amen. So, <laughs> I like that whole Canada trying to explain it there. You know, the Bible is not a very normal book. Have you noticed the words, the way they speak is different. So, you know, when you start reading it in any language, it can give you a small stretch. <laughs> so, I enjoy it like that. So, it just proves to me again and again, this book didn't come from the earth. Imagine a story like this, or a setting like this. Jesus comes in the air, and then people who died before us in Christ, they stand up, and then they all begin to move in a direction towards him, and we which are alive and remain. See, if it were just we that were alive, there was no need to add and remain. See, if you think about it for a minute... And remain seems to be something that was added on to those that were alive. What do you think? Anyway, my wife was telling me that the Greek scholars said, and remain means those who they've struggled, it looks like they've been through the works and they're still around. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? So we which are alive and remain after all kinds of stuff, yes, we then get caught together. And we go off and be with the Lord forever. Amen. So um, I must drop this little anchor here by letting you know that as these birth pangs uh, increase, the earth and the things out there may not be so great, okay? Uh, it may get worse, but um, we that are alive and remain, we will be also caught up together. With the Lord. Amen. So um, it doesn't matter what's coming next. The way you got through thus far, that's how you're going to get through again because you're not going to pay attention to those things. You're not going to be looking at those things that are temporal or temporary, but you're going to be looking at the eternal. You're going to be looking forward to the word coming to pass. Hallelujah. So I don't know what may be coming next after this, but. You know, like I said before, imagine Kerala had some floods just less than a year ago, and then next thing you know, they are, they've been through some virus or whatever. But today I heard that they are more free. They're beginning to drive the cars and move around. So, you know, hey, 
Life goes on. And then, boom, something else comes up. I want you to notice that that's how it's going to be. It's going to be one thing, another thing, and so on. But it's all a light affliction because you are not focusing on those things. You're going to focus on heaven and the glory of God and His promises and thereby escape whatever is in this corrupt, fallen, rotten world. Amen? And uh, enjoy heaven on earth. And then we remain, praise God. We are alive and we remain after some whatever else has happened. And then we go home in glory. Amen. How many of you believe that you will remain after, after it's all said and done? Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that these verses are more real to us than to any other group of people on the planet. So let's read verse 15 again in Canada. Just the way those words go. Amen. Praise God. Verse 16 says, The Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel, trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain, notice that, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's hear that 17th verse in Kannada, please. So I, I was noticing, okay, we then which are alive and remain. So, I mean, it's like, are you emphasizing that fact? Why are you saying alive and remain? Well, alive, what do you mean and remain? So according to the Greek scholars, and remain means those guys who survived all kinds of stuff. Hallelujah. So, praise God. So, it, it's possible, very likely, that this is in agreement with whatever you've been hearing about the birth pangs and one problem after another. And so, maybe some folks may get tired of it all and so on. But I believe that we have the stuff from the Word of God to look away from the natural and look at the things which are not seen, the eternal things, and therefore... You are just in a state of joy. Hallelujah. Because you have set the Lord at your right hand. In His presence is fullness of joy. At His right hand are pleasures forevermore. You have decided to act on the Word of God. According to James chapter 1 and verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy. Hallelujah. When you face different kinds of tests, trials and problems. Hallelujah. Let's go there for a minute. James 1. And observe the second verse. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, problems, circumstances. The Amplified talks about more than just temptations. It talks about tests, trials, problems, etc. The trying of your faith works patience. Let's hear that in Canada, you know, verse 2 there, James 1. <laughs> Nana Sahodari. 
Did you see that? So it's a time to rejoice. And we people who claim to be people who trust the word or people of faith, we should be ready to have this reaction of going ha 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 ha. It's just another opportunity to rejoice. When they say this has come, that has come, and that problem is there, you just go ha 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 ha. We count it as a time to be joyful. Amen? So, get ready. You're going to have more opportunities to be joyful before Jesus comes. Amen? And our eyes are not going to be bothered by the news and uh, the temporal situations out there. We're going to be focusing on the eternal realms. Amen? God has not changed. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And His divine nature, His power comes to us through those precious promises. And we're going to focus on that. And you're going to be living in a bubble while everything else is going haywire around you. You can enjoy heaven on earth in the name of Jesus. The name of the Lord is your strong tower. That's where you run to. You dwell in that place of safety. Hallelujah. The 91st Psalm has become more real to some of you. Um, I'm so glad that we were able to say a little bit about it by the new year. And uh, I know that you're meditating on it much more because God has promised from earlier. And the devil knew all about it, that the word works and Jesus used the word against him. He will keep you as the apple of his eye under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. That's the secret place. That's the place of faith. That's the place of the promises of God where you stay looking at what the Word says, the things which are not seen to the natural eye. Hallelujah. I want us to remember that that's what Peter is talking about here. It's about exceeding great and precious promises by which we escape from the fallen, natural, destructive realm of the world and we enjoy glory and virtue. Amen. So, even though it looks simple, Jesus did ask, when he comes, will he find faith, faith on the earth? Will he still find faith on the earth? Even though it's a foundational truth, faith is confidence, expectation, uh, a joyful, happy expectation that what God promised is going to come to pass. So that's faith, and you, you'll have to keep your faith. You'll have to... Uh, wrap your faith up with all the virtue and the good nature and excellence that comes out of holding on to God's Word. Amen? You'll have to keep it like that. And uh, so as things happen on the earth, you'll have to be able to say, my faith is intact, immovable. Amen? Let's go off to First Corinthians also, the 15th chapter. And uh, it's an interesting chapter. I like to quote verse 19. Um, it may sound like bad news, but it's actually good news. You know, we are not people who just hope in Christ just for temporary needs. The main bulk of our thinking is in the eternal realm, isn't it? How many of you believe that? I'm sure you do. Now, notice there, at the end of that whole uh, talk about, behold, I show you a mystery, verse 51. 
We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Somebody said that was uh, for the children in the nursery. They would not sleep, but they would have to change their diapers and so on. But today, you know, it means more than that. Verse 52, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. We shall all be changed. Amen. And he goes on, how about incorruption and corruption and 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass a saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Amen. So one of these days, our bodies get transformed. We get these glorified bodies and then death is actually defeated. Amen. Let's hear uh, this in Canada, verse 54. Amen. So there's going to be victory and the victory is that your natural body doesn't have to die anymore. It's changed to become just like his body, glorified body. Amen. So some of us, I believe, are not going to just die. We shall be changed. Amen. In the twinkling of an eye. Verse 57 says, But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So you can see it's a victory story that even our bodies are not allowed to uh, become corrupt. They're changed in an instant. Hallelujah. And the result is, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable. Notice that. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. So, you know, if you're living in the last days, he's saying, don't be moved, be unshakable, be steadfast, unmovable, and do more. Think about His Word. Think about Him. Think about the things you have to do in Christ for His name, for the brethren. Whatever is required for us to do, let's do more. Amen? Because He's a God of payday. He's a God who rewards. And some rewards are going to be here. Some rewards may be just there. However it is, it's going to be victory. It's going to be a great reward time. So, it's not in vain, my brother and sister. Don't be moved. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Do more. Whatever you can do, just do more. Amen. Remain sound, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. There's always more to do in Christ. There's more before we finally get home. And this, I believe that there is also work in heaven. And um, it's a different realm altogether. I don't know too much about it. But from the Bible, I can tell you that there is more here. We can do more here right now. Whatever we can do, let's do it properly. Let's do more as unto the Lord. Because one of these days, you're going to be paid for it. Whether it's going to be here or there, you're going to receive your reward for it. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. God is just like that. He's the God of a payday. He's a God of reward. And He loves to do that. That's His nature. His nature is like that. So 
Those who come to him must always expect rewards from him. You must always expect and trust him for rewards, that nothing you did was in vain. Whatever you did, looking into the realm of faith, at the eternal things, the promises of God, whatever you did as unto the Lord in Christ Jesus, I'm telling you there's a reward waiting for you. I don't care whether you see it immediately or you see it eternally. You're going to see it. That's all I know. Because your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Hallelujah. So don't forget, God is like that. There's always a victory story in God. You're guaranteed to win. You are loaded like that. You have to win. There's no other way. Hallelujah. Let me read some more like this. Paul is talking here, I believe Paul wrote the book of Hebrews, and he's talking here to Hebrews who became believers in the 10th chapter of Hebrews. He says there that when they accepted the Lord, they went through a lot of suffering. They were persecuted, just like Paul used to persecute them. They got their share of persecution. In 32 he says, But call to remembrance the former days in the which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. So there's a price uh, that you pay for illumination or understanding. The entrance of the word gives light. It gives understanding. It brings illumination to you. And because of that, you know, the enemy is fierce and he comes against you trying to discourage you. But thank God you stood. And uh, I can imagine what you've been through must be tough, but praise God, you made it. You are here today. Hallelujah. And so they endured a great fight of afflictions. Partly they were made gazing stock by reproaches and afflictions. They became companions of those who were so used. Because their friends were persecuted, they also were persecuted. They also felt it. 34, you had compassion of me in my bonds. Is this one giveaway that Paul is the one that wrote it. Because the one person who was famous for being in bonds for Christ was Paul. He said, You took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and enduring substance. Amen? So there has to be a grip on this heavenly substance. This enduring and better substance. We'll have to know that. We'll have to take it seriously. And that makes us joyful. Even when people are spoiling and taking away stuff in the natural realm. Amen. Let's hear that in Canada. Maybe verse uh, 34. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, we live in strange times. I heard that even Disney is beginning to make cartoons about, uh, you know, the, the ducks are now male. There's no female ducks and, you know, they're all gay ducks. Just imagine, even Disney started going bad. So we are in some seriously crazy times, I'm telling you, where you cannot even be sure what's coming up in the cartoons anymore. 
the whole earth is going in a certain direction. And we have to stand and face it and literally go against that flow. And so, you know, it could be really tough. They may turn against us and want to take our stuff and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, those are bad things that could come up down the road, but because you know that in heaven you have a more enduring substance, it doesn't matter. Hallelujah, you can rejoice. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just thank God that all these things are written ahead, you know, and you can just laugh and say, ha, 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 big deal. I have in heaven more enduring and better stuff. Amen. Notice you have in heaven better and enduring substance. Amen. It endures. So 35 continues, cast not away therefore your confidence. Amen. So there is confidence here. There's blunt, open-hearted confidence that ha, 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 it's no big deal. I have already stuff in heaven that endures. Amen. And so we have to remain in that place of confidence that in heaven I have immovable, unmovable, unshakable, guaranteed, precious, trustworthy material, substance. Amen. You've got substance in heaven. Amen. And so don't cast away that confidence. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Sometimes, given those kind of scriptures, you know, you, you'll have to think a little bit and see what's the next worst thing that could come. But, hey, I'm going to rejoice. It doesn't matter. God chose me for these last days. I'm the right guy. I'm the right candidate. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to remain here. I'm going to be alive. And then I'm going home with the Lord. Amen. Praise God. I, I hope He comes sooner than we expect. And uh, I hope it doesn't take years and years. It'll be fun to leave early enough. But even if it gets bad out there, we're not going to throw away our confidence. How many of you are excited about this? <laughs> Verse 35 says, You have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Amen. After you acted on the word, patiently rejoiced and shouted confidently about what's in heaven for you, enduring substance, better and enduring substance. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Jesus has given us the ability to have enduring substance in heaven. Amen. Let's hear that in Canada, verse 36. Amen. Praise God. See, so we, we should get excited about these things in the Word of God first before they actually happen outside there. Amen. Think about it. Focus. Think about the Word and put yourself there and see how you, you should be reacting. Then when these things happen, hallelujah, you're not surprised. Amen. Notice how 37 says, For yet a little while, he that shall come, shall come, and will not tarry. So, you could see that this is a verse that's tying up with the coming of the Lord. And they, they kind of follow in sequence. That before he comes, there could be such trials, there could be such tests. And you have in heaven a more enduring substance. And you do not throw away your confidence. And you're excited. You're not sad and mean about it. Amen. There will be a tendency for your emotions to try to fold 
in that way, but our attention should be set in heaven. Amen? Set your affection on things that are above where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Notice that your substance is enduring substance. Your substance is in heaven. Amen? And uh, therefore, it's already there in the very basic levels um, that you have to notice. God has booking books, book systems, and He has recording systems, and He has all these things in place already that the prayers of the saints are, are collected in bowls um, and um, they come before him as a memorial. They're giving, they're praying, just like in Acts 10 in Cornelius's case. You know, all these things are coming before our Father's face and uh, we need to act as though we can see them. Our eyes are beholding those things and they're more real to us than the things we see down here. Hallelujah. It, this is faith. Our faith is real. And God is bigger than whatever is out there in the world. And he can outdo everything that's out there. But, you know, as we just read, these birth pangs may bring various kind of situations. And we should be just unshakable. You know, unmovable, steadfast, unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always doing some more for the great king. Always ready to do another and another and another thing for this holy one. And praise God, He is taking note of all these things. And there is in heaven, kept for each one of us, a more precious, excellent stuff, material. Amen? So don't forget that this is normal Christianity. This is the way the book says it. And so it doesn't matter. Whatever is coming down the pipe, don't be bothered. Don't let your eyes be moved to consider those things, but let's look at the eternal word of God. Amen? Then it's a light affliction. You can join Paul and say, it was a light affliction. Amen. Cannot be compared to the exceeding glorious weight on the other side. Hallelujah. Amen. Now verse 38 says, The just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So you can see these are all Faith stands. This, this is how the faith man, the faith person acts. It's all part of it. When the rubber meets the road. When things start to happen in the world, in the natural system out there. When it looks like things are coming against you. The faith person's eyes are not focused on those things. They're looking into the word. And they have an opportunity to rejoice confidently joyfully saying, ha, 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 I have in heaven a more and a better and enduring substance. Hallelujah. Praise God. Whatever this earth is doing cannot affect it. God is watching over it. There's no moth there. There's no rust there. There's no thief there. It is sound. It is kept. It is kept for me in the heavens. Hallelujah. And just get excited about it and rejoice because it's true. That's the faith we have. It's an anchor for the soul. It's gone like that into the heavens ahead of us. That great high priest, our faith has been taken in there with him, the faith of the Son of God. And therefore we are not moved by the things which we see. They are temporal, temporary, subject to change. But the word of God is eternal. Hallelujah. So these are the facts that... Um, the word of God is preparing us for, no matter what it's, it is. See, I don't know what's next 
in the bad news out there that the world has, but that's not my problem. Ha, 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 ha. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe you're happy campers. <laughs> Amen. So if you can, you know, look in the Greek here and the Hebrew there, it's all wonderful. It's awesome. But don't forget, you have in heaven a more enduring, eternal substance. Amen. And we're looking forward to doing some more in the name of Jesus. Unshakable, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, um, if you don't mind turning with me to Matthew, the 28th chapter. Matthew chapter 28. It says in verse 16, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Hmm, very interesting. Jesus had set up an appointment. Hey guys, I want you to gather on that mountain. Uh, I'll meet you there. How do you like that? Jesus is a God of appointments. Amen. Let's hear that in Canada. Praise God. That's the same mountain that, you know, Acts chapter 1 talks about. Uh, somewhere about verse 9, he says, When he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. So Jesus went off right there while they were watching. He was carried away in some kind of Holy Ghost elevator. The clouds just took him. And according to the Psalms, he was surrounded by angels on that wonderful mountain and just taken away. I believe the glory and the angelic realms just opened and received him into heavens. And then verse 10 of Acts 1 says, While they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you've seen him go into the heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, Sabbath's day's journey. And, uh, you know, the Bible talks about how they went to the upper room from there. But that was the appointment that uh, Jesus had set for them. And, um, and praise God, he's going to come back to that mountain itself later on in history, uh, in the future rather, but uh, we uh, don't have to go to that mountain. We'll be taken from the earth realm itself. But let's track back to that mountain experience there. Uh, verse 16 of Matthew 28. So they've come to the mountain that he said they should meet at. Verse 17. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so he tells them, meet me at this mountain. And these are his own guys, and they worship him, but some doubt it. Well, guess what? This kind of thing happens. You know, you wonder, is this real? Am I really in this time? Is this really the last days? Man, phew, is the Bible really true? Challenges do come to the mind, but it doesn't matter. In spite of it all, you can still say, I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I trust God. God cannot lie. His word never changes. Amen? So uh, some doubted, 
Verse 18, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, which is authority, all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So let, let's hear this uh, verse 18 in Canada, please. Yesu Bandu, Aurundi Matanadi, Paraloka de Liu, Buloka de Liu, Yella Adikara and Likoral Patide. Amen. I like that. In Canada, it says Adikara. So all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And then he gives it to his disciples and he says, Go in my name. Go therefore teaching, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So that is the command he gave them. And after all that, he goes back to heaven. Isn't that interesting? Verse 20 continues, Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. Notice that. That word always there also means every day. Always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Did you see that? Always, every day, every single day, until the end of the world. How about that? So Jesus is not going to dump you in the middle of it. As long as you're going out there saying, I'm doing this in the name of Jesus, trying to teach, preach, heal, lay hands on the sick, do whatever you're doing, do it more unshakably, unmovably, you know, knowing why you're doing it, because Jesus has given us the same command, go in my name. You go out there, and he's with you every single day, and he's with you every single day till the end. Notice that. So he has not left you. It looks funny now and then. It looks as if, where is he? What's all this stuff that's going on? But he's not left you. Your eyes are stuck with the word. You look at the word and realize, he's with me right now. Until the very end of the age. Until the end of the world. Are you getting that? So Jesus is not dumping you in between. He's right there with you, making sure that the authority in the name of Jesus works and you win triumphantly against every situation. And whatever they take, you're getting sevenfold back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. See, you need to be able to get that also. The word says, if the enemy has stolen from you, you should be expecting at least sevenfold. As long as it was done for Jesus, you're expecting the reward. You should. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Was it for him? Was it because of his name? Anything you endured in the name of Jesus, whatever was used up, taken away, whatever. Spoiled in quotes. Ha, ha, ha. You rejoice about it because sevenfold is coming your way in Jesus' name. Amen? And uh, abound in it. Do more. Do some more. Ha, ha, ha. Because there's a payday coming. And Jesus, who went up to heaven, he's coming back one of these days to take you home. Praise God. And so, he has not left you. He never planned to leave you. He's going to be with you. He said, Lo, I'm with you always to the end. To the very end, the very last moment where he comes back. Amen? So, don't forget... Jesus is with you every single day, every single step of the way. And that's why we can rejoice 
And that's why sometimes um, the enemy and people may want to spoil and take away and uh, reduce and uh, mess with your life, you see, because Jesus is with you, they can tell that you have something that is beyond whatever they can see with their eyes. And uh, they notice these guys are not moved. They are not even shaken. They are rejoicing. They are laughing. What's wrong with these people? What kind of people are these? Hallelujah. So get your mind tuned like that. Start to think and appreciate these facts. And uh, still love them. You know, don't forget, add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, patience. Then there is this godliness and brotherly kindness and then love. So you're building up on these things. You're remembering to love them in spite of it all. And, you know, we believe you will not lose your cool and retaliate and give them a slap. And it's pretty tough. You know, the other day I was in a shop with Brother Anup and the guy told me not to bring my bag in. And he was a little fellow, you know, just a little kid. And everybody's wearing masks, so you can talk any way you want to, you know, because it's like, you know, nobody can see who you are. So I was I was not happy. I mean, first of all, you, you're not really excited about the whole attitude out there, and you still have to go shopping. And uh, So when he said, you know, don't bring your bag in, I just threw the bag away. I mean, it landed off somewhere there. And then one guy... Another small fella, you know, next to him was looking at me like, hmm, that was some attitude. So guess what I did? I did, I'm looking at you too. I mean, this is the preacher, you know. Uh, I don't think I should have done all that. But, you know, that's how the mood is. The atmosphere is just like that. It kind of stimulates you to harass you and push you around. And, you know, people are not going to be nice and kind. And they may not like the fact that you are looking good or you're not moved by all these things. And so they're trying to put you down, um, you know, whatever it is out there. Anyway, eventually I, I got back my bag and filled it up. And even when I went home, I thought, man, that was not cool, man. You're the guy that's supposed to be doing the brotherly love business. Remember brotherly love and all that. So the, the atmosphere out there is going to try to rub you the other way and get the brotherly love out of your system and maybe get into brotherly choking or something. But um, hallelujah, take your eyes away. Don't be moved by these things. You know, people are jealous and they don't have hope. They don't have a future. They cannot see anything beyond this. And you what's in there feeling cool. You know that you're going home, you're going to be with Jesus one of these days, and they may not like that attitude or whatever it is the devil out there wants to do, but the love of God is greater. Greater is the love on the inside of you than all the envy, strife, and division that's in this world. Amen? And um, praise God. I mean, every day you have on the earth, there's going to be some situation that, you know, you may be forced to bring out the nature of God in spite of everything else. Hallelujah. And I believe the greater one lives in us. Amen. And he'll put us over. And the nature of God will come through in all these things. We're not going to be moved by what we, what we see, what we feel. We're going to be moved by what God said. Notice he has given all authority to us in the name of Jesus. All authority in heaven and on earth 
you know, in the name of Jesus, you have authority to stop anything. You can bind the works of the devil. But sometimes because your mind is here and there, you don't use your authority and you, you get carried away in the emotional realm. But remember, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to us in the name of Jesus. Use that name, use that authority every moment that you have to. Try and keep yourself, you know, thinking on these things. As you step out there, while you're in the house, wherever you are, the, the atmosphere of these last days is like that. It's, it's mean, it's going to be pushing against you, they're going to be wanting to thumb you, press you, and so on. Hallelujah. Let's read Canada uh, verse 20 again. Hallelujah. So he said, I'll be there with you to the very end. Amen. So don't forget, these times we're living in are like that. They're times of pressure in the natural. But our eyes have to constantly look into the Word, look into the spirit realm so that we can produce heaven on earth. The right response, the right reaction. Praise God. God is looking for us to be an example in this day and hour and not lose it and break down like them and start choking them. <laughs> We're going to lay hands on the sick. We're going to cast out devils in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't, don't expect so much welcome and... Uh, open the door for you and all of that stuff. They may want to talk down at you because they're frustrated. They may not give you that place. They may look for ways to take away from you. But you should just look at the eternal realm and act accordingly in Jesus' name. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I believe God is ministering to us. He's, he's helping us, you know, to bring forth the right kind of reaction. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. You remember there's this prayer over there in 11 and 12. 2 Thessalonians 11 and 12 where it says, Wherefore, we always pray for you that our God count you worthy of the calling, fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith and power. The name of the Lord Jesus be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God. Notice that that prayer comes in line with some thoughts that he's been bringing up and it's about how when the Lord comes back to bring judgment on the earth, that means after the rapture, okay, when he comes back with his saints to bring fire to the earth and vengeance on the earth, verse 8 says, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with eternal or everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints, admired in all them that believe, because our testimony. Notice there that that is where that prayer comes into operation. He says, because there are some things coming up, and uh, the world is going to suffer judgment. Therefore, may God count you worthy of the calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of His goodness in each of our lives. Amen. 
So I believe that this prayer is a vital prayer for these last days to keep you in a manner walking worthy. You know, we are all worthy, but we don't always walk in a manner that's worthy. We don't walk in that high place all the time. So this prayer keeps us in that place, you know, walking worthy of that calling where which he called us, you know, with the word of faith and the work of faith with power so that uh, our life actually demonstrates the power of God. Amen. And uh, we are kept in such a place that we are walking in a high realm and people can see that. And uh, the last day's pressure does not affect us. The name of Jesus is glorified in us and we are glorified in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus. So um, I think that that prayer would be a key prayer to just keep praying again and again because uh, the world needs to see us walking in a manner worthy. Amen? Uh, We do not always walk in a worthy manner. Sometimes we kind of blow a fuse. And so that prayer will really help us. It will really help me and I'm, I'm believing God and I'm praying that prayer for myself so that when he finally comes to bring judgment on the earth after the rapture, you know, I will feel, okay, they saw me walking in a certain way. My example must have spoken to them, etc. You know, otherwise I think there could be a bad taste in your mouth when you see the same old guy and you say, oh man, you, I know you. You're that guy. <laughs> yeah, you're the guy that nearly conked me on the head. So you're a believer? (laughs) Amen. So that's why we need to pray that prayer. So when we walk out there, they can see that we're walking in a certain way. So that when he comes and they see us with him, see he's coming back with his saints, he says at that point. Uh, They will notice, oh, that guy, oh man, I did these things to him and he didn't do anything back. He just smiled and he just responded in love. Oh man, praise God. See, things like that. So the earth is waiting (laughs) for us to do that work of faith with power, to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. Amen? So uh, thank God these prayers are available. I'm so glad that the Bible has Holy Ghost given prayers for us also at the same time to dive into and take from. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, let's go back to 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse 3 says, According as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, or self-control, and to that patience, to patience, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things be in you and abound, so we are always working to abound, to increase in these things, They make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, you know, let's hear verse 8 in Canada, please. (laughs) 
ನಮ್ಮ ಕರ್ತನಾದ ಏಸು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ಪರಿಜ್ಞಾನದಲ್ಲಿ ನಿಮ್ಮನ್ನು ಬಂಜೇರು ನಿಷ್ಫಲರು ಆಗದಂತೆ ಮಾಡುತ್ತವೆ so there's there's always a pressure on us to do more did you notice that if these things be in you and abound you know because of the victory in 1 Corinthians 15 he said be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the lord knowing that your labor in the lord is not in vain so the way it is loaded in our favor is there's so much victory just do more you know you you're going to receive man you're going to get rewarded for these things so there's always an emphasis on doing more not less praise god if these things are in you and they abound they make you to be in a certain way so um we may have to adjust the setting somewhere in the corner of our machinery there that says more instead of less amen so don't be the kind of guy just does the minimum amount let's do more hallelujah if these things be new and abound they make you to be a certain type of person hallelujah the kind of person that becomes an example in this world where everything is going south where everything is going bad and getting worse you know so we may have to step out there and outdo what we've done before hallelujah just when we thought we've done the best here comes all this mess out there and now is a chance to do even less <laughs> but we should be like now's a chance for me to do some more see because my labor is not in vain see those who do these things you know more they abound they will make their calling and their election sure and they will not have a eyesight problem they will not have a memory problem in other words they can see clearly it is supposed to be the year of clear vision you know and they they will not be prompted by guilt from the past but they will see clearly they will begin to see exactly how things ought to be and they will see the glory of god in greater measure amen so don't forget uh this is the way that our thinking is supposed to be we are purged of our old sins so verse 10 says wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure for if you do these things you shall never fall wow so if your setting is kept on let's do some more the tendency is you won't fall but if your setting is let's do the least maybe there's more tendency to fall and we don't want to fall in these kind of days we we want to be more excellent in these kind of days we want to be wise in these last days we want to redeem time we want to choose properly we want to make maximum impact for the name of jesus you know we don't want to mess up in these last days we want to be exactly the kind of guys we were supposed to be chosen for the last days amen so i think the main setting that you have to adjust is more not less hallelujah and um in these days when you're locked in or locked down or whatever they call it try to do more do more praying more studying more thinking on heavenly stuff so that the minute it's over because it's temporary it's going to pass you're ready for whatever is coming next and you're going to be better hallelujah amen now let's read the the 10th verse in kannada ಆದ್ದರಿಂದ ಸಹೋದರರೇ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಕರವಿಕೆಯನ್ನು ಆಯ್ಕೆಯನ್ನು ದೃಢಪಡಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ಜಾಗೃತಿಯಾಗಿರಿ ಯಾಕೆಂದರೆ
Amen. I like the fact that this is written to all the brothers. And since all of us may fall, he's talking about all of us living in a certain way and then we may not fall. Meaning that all of us are called. We're called to be an example. We're called to teach, preach, lay hands on the sick, minister Jesus to people. And we can make that calling and that election more real, more sure, if we give all diligence to add to our faith these various seven other steps. So there, there's room for more and more. Notice that. So let's make the setting the more setting. Amen? Hallelujah. Then the entrance is affected, verse 11, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly, into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's read verse 11 in Canada also. Amen. So there is this amazing entrance that we should be expecting. And um, I believe that as we give our diligence, all diligence... To add to our faith these seven values and keep them up all the way as much as we can. God will help us to have a different entrance at the kingdom when we enter in that day. Amen. And that's all we live for, right? I mean, they may take this, they may take that, they may treat us this way and that way. But I'm telling you, just a glimpse at that day at the reception committee of Jesus with the saints, with the heavenly host, I'm telling you. It's going to wipe away every tear. <laughs> There's going to be no regret at all. In fact, you may just think, man, I should have just done some more. Hallelujah. You know, so keep your settings at more and let's press in for more. Let's believe God that the work of faith will be with power, that we walk in a manner worthy of Him, that we will do these things and enjoy another level of entrance. Amen. Now, we're going to just pray for a minute. I'd like us to pray about these things and be prepared. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, we worship you. We thank you for the brethren out there. No matter what the situations and conditions, challenges they're going through today with home and businesses and finances and body and all of that stuff, Lord, in the name of Jesus, power of God come upon them, quicken them, turn things around for them. We bless you, Father, for strength on the inside to keep the focus into the unseen realm, the place of faith, the heavenly realms, so that we can do more, Abba Father. Each one of us will have an unconscious setting of more, to do more than we've done before, in the name of Jesus. We worship you, Father. We bless you right now that you are bigger, you are greater. And this temporal thing is passing away. The eternal realms are producing results of victory for us in every place, in every situation. What has brought the earth to a standstill economically and in any kind of other way, Father, you are bigger than all of that. And we declare in Jesus' name that doors are opening. The favor of God is working. God's mercy and power is flowing in a greater measure to outdo 
whatever the enemy, whatever the devil and fallen mankind and the earth realms have produced in our lives negatively, there is a greater force, there is a greater power for us today. If God be for us, who can successfully stand against us? Well, I thank you, Father. I worship you for the greater power working in us, working for us in every one of these situations. I give you praise. I give you thanks. I worship you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Whoever is listening, watching by way of media, your mercy reaches them today, turns their situation around. I worship you. I praise you. I thank you, Lord, for Holy Ghost-given strength to look at the eternal realms and not to be moved by the things that are around them. In the name of Jesus, I worship you, Father. I praise you, Lord. I thank you, Father, for that that uh, liver. I seek a liver with some kind of perforations. Uh, rather strange. The mercy of God healed that. Somebody's foot, ankle joints. Mercy there in Jesus' name. And I believe that someone is experiencing a change in their financial situation. Something has changed there. There's an open door and favor has come in their financial situation. It was getting tight and you were really concerned about it. The mercy of God is working for you right now. Oh, Father, thank you for being so real to us on a daily basis. The one who told us to go in his name. That you may dwell in our hearts by faith. You may become too real, so real to us, in our soul, in the name of Jesus. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We worship you for these things. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that the mercy of God is working right now. And uh, you're going to see another level... From this Wednesday, you're going to be operating differently because the mercy of God is, is bigger. The, the power of God is greater than anything this world and the enemy have brought against us or the system has brought against us. Amen? So get ready for the favor. Get, get ready for the mercy of God to work things out for us. I believe a new day is dawning. I believe a, a, a new realm of mercy is working. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to consider um, things like an offering, but they should be given with a certain attitude of faith. Don't look at the things that are around you. Um, notice that you're supposed to give in faith, and you're supposed to give because you love God. It doesn't matter how much it is, but God knows what you are doing, how much you're giving. Expect Him to show up. Expect Him to manifest. Expect Him, in Jesus' name, to show up for you. Praise God. If you don't mind what I'm telling you right now, think about it. Notice there that God said, if you would honor your parents, it would be well with you. You would live long on the earth. In other words, God's ways are higher than the world's ways it doesn't matter what's out there, as long as you've obeyed Him and kept His way, you will be kept and increase will come to you, right? Now, if He said, give, and it shall come unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, God will cause men to give to your bosom. With the measure you meet, it shall be measured back to you. It doesn't matter what's out there. 
in the earth realm, God will make this come to you. I believe that. So in Jesus' name, if you'd like to give an offering today, either by uh, the web or you want to personally give whenever you meet, that's up to you. But let's release faith with you today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But Father, we know that you are bigger and we have cast our care and burdens on you. The righteous shall not be moved. The righteous cannot be shaken forever. We're so grateful. We receive your benefits today. We stand in agreement with your people that as they're giving from a heart of faith and love, they're receiving good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. The earth is yielding for them. Breakthroughs happening. Angels are working. We bless you. We praise you for testimonies. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you like to tithe also, I use this as a point of contact. Father, in Jesus' name, as they are giving, tithing here, mortal men receive, but there he that lives forever receives. In Jesus' name, we are thanking you, we are praising you, Father, that the earth opens up, the devourer cannot steal their seed, cannot destroy the work of their ground. They are receiving in Jesus' mighty name. Angels are working in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Sharat, for helping with uh, the translation there. Thank you. Thank you for watching Word of His Grace broadcast. We are a church, a family with the mandate to build you up in the Word and Spirit so that you can touch the world around you. We have our Sunday services in Bangalore at Kannuru, at Shantinagar and at Betraina Durdi. Every Wednesday, we have an in-depth study of the Word from 7.30 p.m. onwards at our Kannuru branch. We have intercessory prayer, fasting prayer, and prayer pockets that happen around the city. Kindly write to us at info at gracechapel.org.in for any prayer request or to be a part of this prayer movement. All our messages are available free of cost on our podcast, Word of His Grace. Do remember to click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. For any further information, please write to us at info at gracechapel.org.in. You are blessed.